0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Welcome to Straightforward Talk with Atiyah, where there's real talk about relationships and married lives, helping you make real changes at the drop of a dime, with your host, Atiyah from Keith 107 Straightforward Talk with Atia
2: on the Keys 107 Network. Real talk about relationships and married life.
3: Good afternoon, good evening. It depends on where you are in the world. I would like to welcome you to Straightforward Talk with Atia. My name is Atia, and I'm your host for the show. And I'm also the relationship coach that's on the line to answer your questions. So to call in, and I want you to remember that no question is off limits. The number to call in is 213-943-3618, so we'll be waiting here to receive your calls. In the meantime, I would like to say for those out there in our listening audience who is celebrating the month of Ramadan, we would like to wish you a Ramadan Mubarak. We have a letter this show. This is our first show, and so all of you who are out there, I would like to especially thank you for taking the time out of your evening or your day, whatever time it is where you are, to tune in to Straightforward Talk with ATIA. I want to get started with a letter that came in via email. But before I get started on the letter, I want to give out the number again and please do call in with your questions or your comments. Again, no question is off limits. That number again is 213-943-3618, and you can also reach us on our chat room. So what I want to do is start out actually reading a letter that I received via email, and the title of the letter is called In a Nutshell. I I do want you to know that I changed some of the names and the location to protect those involved, and this letter is from a man by the name of John. So John writes, and I may stop off intermittently on the letter to make a few comments, but I want you to listen very carefully and feel free again to call in to chime in on this letter. So John writes, Dear Tia, in a nutshell, I am stuck in a state of indecision on whether to commit or quit in my long-term relationship. We have been together for 10 years now, and I'm still on the fence. 10 years ago, I met a cute foreign girl named Cheyenne, who was living illegally in the United States and working under the table as a nanny. Immediately, there was a chemistry and attraction between us, but I also judged from the beginning that she was not my perfect soulmate or ideal woman for the long term because she lacked an education or level of intelligence that I felt was important in life. She was more of a domestic person, great at cooking and great with young children and very sweet, honest and faithful. But she was a nanny working under the table and had no other career aspirations aside from being a nanny and wanting to start her own family. We were happily dating and enjoying each other's company, so I figured the missing intellectual element in our relationship was not important for now. And every now and then, she would bring up the idea of getting married, and I would refuse. But time passed quickly, and after five years of dating, she asked me to marry her so that she could get her citizenship. So I finally agreed, although I made it clear, I would not be getting married if other things were not a factor. So we arranged a simple wedding, got married, and she moved into my apartment. Since I was not sure if our marriage could continue, I did not tell any of my family members, my parents, my brother, and two sisters about our marriage. I kept the marriage a secret. We continued our relationship for several more years, which was very comfortable and enjoyable, but there was always a little voice in the back of my head saying, ultimately, she was a great partner, but not my ideal partner. After three years of marriage, Cheyenne received her green card, and at that point, she started bringing up the subject of starting a family. This type of additional commitment scared me, so I decided to separate from her and move several hours away to a different city to gain some space and perspective. She stayed living where she was, and I moved to a different city within the same state. Two more years passed in which I struggled in my floundering career and fought with depression and loneliness. During such time, we kept in contact occasionally by phone once or twice a week and occasional visits every few months. Diane is now 36 years old, and I am 45, and time keeps passing. She continues to hope I will start a family with her. She wants to be pregnant within the next year, and that we will get back together. When I envision our future together, I most, I mostly picture a mundane struggle in trying to raise a child with limited money. I'm currently struggling just to support myself and figure out my own life, so it is difficult for me to imagine having a child, and yet at the age of 45, if I don't have a child soon, I may not get another chance. Now, I want to take a pause from the letter just for a moment because John wrote a a pretty long letter, but I felt it important to really allow this particular letter and question to be part of the first show because really John represents a lot of people out there who are indecisive. But I want to take a pause from this letter for a moment, and if you're listening – Again, this is Straightforward Talk with ATIA, and I'm reading a letter from John. And if you would like to chime in on what you've heard so far or ask a question or make a call in, I do make a comment, excuse me, I do ask you to call in. And again, that number is 213-943-3618. Now, this letter is something because so far there are many things to consider. And, John, if you're listening I'm not too sure if you are going to like my response, at least based on what I've read so far. However, we are going to go ahead and continue on before I actually respond to this. Um, So far, and I haven't even finished reading the letter, there's really a lot to touch on. But again, if you're listening, the call-in number to ask a question, to make a comment, or chime in on this letter is 213-943-3618. And I'm going to continue to give this letter out because, again, this is a call-in show where you can actually get coaching on the spot to ask your questions, and I will definitely give you a straight above-board answer to your question. It may not be in a feel-good manner, but I will definitely speak straight words to you. And I often get a lot of questions and comments through my email, through Twitter, or what have you, but this is your opportunity to call in and get your question answered. You can also, again, send your question and comments through our chat room, and our producers will get that to me. And remember, ask any relationship question. No question is off limits. So here's your choice. But what I want to do now is get back to John's letter. We left off with John saying, I'm currently struggling just to support myself and figure out my own life. So it is difficult for me to imagine having a child and yet at age 45 if I don't have a child soon I may not get another chance so I'm going to continue on now from there although I have trouble committing to Cheyenne I also cannot seem to let go of her she is the only person in my life that really seems to always care she always answers her phone when I call or always calls me right back. She is always there for me. When I'm with her, it's a strange combination of comfort and dissatisfaction. We are so comfortable together and things seem to work well on so many levels. But I also get this nagging feeling sometimes that I'm settling because she is not the type of educated and ambitious woman I always imagined would be my ideal partner. Now, I'm reading this letter, and I know there has to be someone out there who wants to chime in on this, because I know when it comes to relationships and marriage and and interactive type of relationships, we all have something to say. And so feel free to call in and chime in. Again, the number is 213-643-3618. Now, I'm going to go back again, continue on with John's letter. Like I said, it is a long letter, but... I wanted to give the listeners an opportunity to really hear a real-life situation. And, and and sometimes, I know some of this letter might sound crazy to some people, but this is just one classic example of the letters and the questions that come in. And people deal with some really challenging situations in their life, and no matter how silly Ridiculous, they may sound, these are real situations, and sometimes people find it difficult to maneuver through these relationship challenges. And so, here's your opportunity to chime in to ask your question. But I'm gonna continue on with John's letter. He said, So sometimes I think I should leave her so she can be free to meet someone else who would give her a child, but I fear letting go of someone who has been so faithful to me, especially when our relationship does work well in many ways? What if I never find a better partner? And considering my career and self-esteem is at an all-time low right now, I feel totally unprepared to be entering the dating world. Although I feel like there's someone out there who would be a better partner for me, I don't feel confident enough right now in myself to pursue or attract the type of ideal woman that I envision. Now, notice John keeps mentioning this ideal type of woman. I want to touch on that later when I respond on this. I go back and forth in my mind, this is John speaking, Cheyenne has stuck by me for 10 years and still loves me despite all my shortcomings and faults. And that kind of loyalty is rare to find. But how can I agree to start a family in a year if my career and finances are struggling and I have no life direction? I haven't found my own sense of purpose, calling, or career path. I haven't found it yet, so I don't feel ready to start a family. And how can I stop this nagging little voice in my head that tells me Cheyenne is not enough and that if only I could pull my life together and get myself on a better career path, I might attract the perfect soulmate, someone that I have no doubts about committing to spending the rest of my life together. I want to pause again from the letter. I mean, just reading it so far, you know, my first thought is this man must be kidding. He has to be kidding because he has spent 10 years with the person and still doesn't know if he wants to be with this person. And if you just tuned in, this is straightforward Talk with Atiyah, and we are reading a letter by a man named John. He sent me this letter through email, and he wrote to ask for relationship help. So if you have a question and want to call or chime in and make a comment on this letter so far, feel free to call us at 213-943-3618. You can also again go through our chat line. I know there has to be someone out there who really um who's listening to this and probably right now thinking as I'm listening to it, and it's just a, it's a little bit more on the letter before I actually hit on the response. But so far as I'm reading this, you know, I read through it before and decided that i was going to highlight this letter on this show because when i read through it you know my first response as as an individual or a person um who definitely is against uh relationship games and really taking relationships lightly i you know my first mind was like you know this he cannot be for real but you know then as a coach a relationship coach and a professional i had to sit back and and realize that you know people are faced with all kinds of challenges and this person is no different. So I had to take his letter seriously and so really want to give him a straightforward response on this. And, again, if you're out there listening to this letter and you Atea? want to make a comment.
2: Atea, just I've got a call on line one if you want to take the call.
3: Absolutely, yes. I do want to take the call. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you on the line?
4: Yes, Atiyah, I'm here. Go ahead,
3: I'm listening. What's
4: your question? Well, Atiyah, I just wanted to say, I almost have the impression it's like um, a Dear Abby show, but it's like Dear Atiyah, and I'm totally fascinated. Um, it would be cool if you go into into these more emails and communications. I don't know how many of them would mind, but just the idea that you're exploring people's topics so deeply, I just wanted yeah. to say that that's, that's really good. This is going to be a really good show, Atiya, and I'm so happy that you're on the keys.
3: I, I really appreciate it, and I thank you so much for calling in. And and I guess you could say, uh, dear Abby, or what have you, but you can also say on the flavor flavor of Dr. Laura. Uh, I was thinking of,
4: that, yeah, well, great, <laughs> right, exactly, dear Atia, So send in. If anyone's listening, why don't you write Atia a letter? You know, maybe if there's a contact point you can put up, and people send you something, they can call into the show right now. Two one three nine four three. Thirty-six eighteen hit one and just ask her the question directly.
3: Absolutely, I would love that because a lot of times people have questions. I'm sorry, Carly. I I, Carly, I didn't catch your first name. What's your first name?
4: This is Hafiz.
3: Hafiz. Yep. Thank you so much. You know, Hafiz. The interesting thing is, a lot of people have a lot of questions and sometimes they get skeptical. Well, skeptical. Excuse me about asking on the on the line live. But feel free, if you do call in, that you can give a fictitious first name if you choose. I only need your first name because I do want to call you by your first name. If you're not comfortable with giving your real name, feel free to give a fictitious name, but ask your question because I would be more than happy, as Hasiz has said, to answer your questions. I know there's a lot of questions out there because I get a lot of them through the email. And although I can't necessarily take the time to always answer in great detail a lot of those letters, I do make it a point to respond to every letter that I get and every question that I get. So as mm. Hafiz has said, again, you can call in at 213-943-3618, and I'm here to answer your relationship questions. Hafiz, did you have an actual relationship question that you wanted to ask?
4: I probably fall in the category that I would rather write you the letter. <laughs>
3: okay, on John's letter so far, I have a little bit more to go, but I know you have to have a comment about what you've heard so far.
4: Oh my God, I I was waiting to hear the end of it, so okay.
3: I'll tell okay. you what
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna keep on listening, and if you need me, I'm right here. Just go ahead and make my mic live again.
3: Absolutely, thank you so much, Happy. So I continue on with the letter. Again, if you're listening, this is a straightforward talk with Atiyah. I'm a relationship coach, and I'm actually here to answer your relationship questions. Feel free to make a comment on the letter by John that we're reading, and um, chime in to give your opinion or your comment or your feedback. That telephone number again to call in is 213-943-3618. So I'm going to go back to John's letter Um John continues to say the other aspect is that I feel – I want to go back just a little bit since we took that break, took that call. He ended up talking about – we ended a little before we um, actually made the statement about me saying that this guy must be kidding and giving you that spiel. John says, and how can I stop this nagging little voice in my head that tells me Cheyenne is not enough and that if only I could pull my life together – And get myself on a better career path, I might attract the perfect soulmate, someone that I have no doubts about committing to spending the rest of my life together. And then he goes on to say, the other aspect is that I feel a sense of guilt for occupying her heart for the past 10 years, and so I feel to some degree obligated to give her a child. Walking away from a relationship after 10 years and leaving her at age 35 to find someone else to fulfill her dream of having a child does seem like a crappy thing for me to do. But having a child out of a sense of obligation to my partner is not a good foundation for starting a family. Now, just for a brief moment, if I can just chime in just right there on that before I finish up the last part of the letter. Uh, John, your basis for even starting the marriage was not necessarily a good foundation. And if you're out there listening, I want you to continue to listen so that you can hear my response. And particularly for those who may be in a similar situation, please continue to listen. And so John continues on and says, And at 45 years old, if I don't have a child soon, I may not get another chance. But I hate to feel like I'm dragging my feet into starting a family out of a sense of obligation to her and out of fears of not finding another suitable partner. I would like to feel positive and confident about that kind of decision, to start a family that is, Because having children is a big responsibility. I have a tendency to overthink things and overanalyze things a lot. Cheyenne is an amazing girl. Honest, faithful, loving, not demanding. She has a long list of great qualities. And yet sometimes when I see other women that seem more intelligent, I feel a sense of longing to have that kind of partner. Maybe I'm being unreasonably picky. After all, who do I think I am? I have many faults, and I am not a perfect person. What complicates matters is that in addition to struggling with my relationship, my career is at a dead end, and I'm struggling to figure out how to make a career change and to figure out what type of career would give my life a sense of purpose and satisfaction. I currently work as a property manager, and in addition to not making much money, I really hate my current job. I am considering a couple new career options, but my future career direction is very uncertain right now. Because my career is not going well right now, my self esteem and confidence is low. So, therefore, although I have this belief and vision of my perfect soulmate, there he goes, talking perfect soulmate again. I'm making absolutely no efforts to try and date other women in order to find this ideal partner because I do not feel I would be an attractive package to a beautiful and intelligent woman right now. So when I'm spending time with Cheyenne, it is sometimes hard to determine if my sense of dissatisfaction is coming from our relationship or if it is coming from my dissatisfaction and unhappiness in myself and with life having no direction, no sense of purpose, and a career that is no longer rewarding. I've tried seeing several therapists over this issue, but have not gained any clarity. If you have any advice on this matter, it would be immensely appreciated. Sincerely, John. Whew! And that's the end of the letter. Before I get to starting to respond to John, if you're ju- if you're just joining in, this is Straightforward Talk with Atiyah, and I just finished reading a letter from a person who is seeking answers for his relationship dilemma. And if you are listening to the letter from John and want to comment about it, please feel free to call us, or you might have your own relationship question that you want to raise. Call us at 213 943 3618. Okay, dear John. <laughs> I don't even really know where to start with this. And it's really not funny, but it's it certainly befitting because that is probably exactly the type of letter that Cheyenne may need to send to John, a Dear John letter. <laughs> and for those of you out there who don't know what a Dear John letter is, it's a letter to your partner that the relationship is over. And otherwise, some people refer to it as giving person their walking paper. And I'm just really surprised at this point that Cheyenne hasn't given John his walking papers. But in truth, marriage is a serious matter, and you simply, you just cannot enter into a, into marriage lightly or for the wrong reasons. Because just like this letter shows you, and a lot of relationships that you may have experienced, it only ends in disaster. And you end up with a lot of headaches and heartaches. So, John, if you're listening, and to all of the other Johns or John Zettas out there who seem to can't make up their minds and disrespect or dishonor the sanctity of marriage or play games in relationships, two things I want to say. Grow up and man up or woman up. That's the bottom line. John, you need to grow up and man up. Now, first, let me let me say this. Everyone deserves to be happy and no one needs to feel like they have to settle for less than what they deserve or believe they deserve. And I encourage people not to settle this. It sounds like we have a caller on the line. Do we have a caller there?
0: Yes, you do. This is brother James. How are you? Sister Tia?
3: I'm wonderful, brother James. How are you?
0: Good, good. Um, I'm really enjoying this show and, um, Wanted to say in terms of John's letter, there's a couple of components of it that I know you have already began to touch on, but it all starts with self. Um, his dissatisfaction with himself does not allow him to really see the beauty in his potential partner. And as you said earlier, that the way the relationship got started, um, you know, uh, it causes a problem down the line, but I. I think if he begins to really look inwardly and really begins to um uh assess himself the the beauty that he has within himself, I think he could appreciate his potential partner Absolutely. and i do agree I do agree too that um having a child without having um pure love for one another could be um difficult and could be detrimental to the child itself because I don't think it's going to enhance the relationship between the two of them because they had a child. And I do know that it may, in one way, satisfy the sister because that's what she longs for, but that's what her nature is. And I just think that um, when you do write that young man back, John, that although he has had therapy and different things, He really has to put all his cards on the table. Absolutely. Say, say, what is it that you are afraid of? You're afraid of making commitments? Are you really afraid of being um, a real man? But, you know, those are the hard things, and I know you're a straight shooter, so (laughs) you have to put it on him in that way because um, it's it's ridiculous to be 45 years old and not have made a commitment to raise a family. Absolutely. at forty-five, you should be enjoying watching your children come up, either in grade school, college, or what have you, um, or you know, beginning to really flourish in life and 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 that be, becoming part of your life.
3: Absolutely.
0: Because so you didn't make a commitment a long time ago. Absolutely. So yeah, I was just going to chime actually,
3: in. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother James, because you made a very strong point, and that's what I was thinking as I was reading the letter. And it's amazing because when I started reading all of the qualities that he mentioned in his letter about what his wife had, it's like, now, look, I've been doing relationship coaching for a while and coaching people. And all the things that he's outlining in his letters of the characteristics that his wife has, most men want those characteristics. And so, you know, he sounds like a person the gym but don't realize he has a gym because he doesn't even know who he is Mm. and you know in truth I can understand you know when you entered into a situation and when you first of all didn't enter into it with the right intentions you already didn't lay a strong foundation but okay so you decide down the road that you know you made a mistake this is not the best choice for you because you really are not fulfilled. You know, you can understand that too, but you have to make a decision. And like I said, everybody deserves to be happy, and no one needs to feel like they have to settle for less than what they believe they deserve. And so, you know, in my coaching practice, I always encourage people not to settle. You know, but the the problem, James, that I have with John's letter the problem I have with John's letter and what we're going to do is um go to a commercial break and then mm-hmm. when we come back we'll dig a little deeper into John's letter and talk a little bit more about some of the general points that applies um as a whole to a lot of people out there who may be wanting help. So we're going to take this time to go to a commercial break and real quick if you want 39433618. Okay. from another perspective. Straightforward Talk with Atiyah allows you to call in and ask the tough questions and give sensible, real, open and honest, straightforward relationship coaching on the spot. I don't give advice. I offer practical solutions for your relationship alone. So join me on Straightforward Talk with Atiyah Sundays from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time
0: That's 631-399-0149 The Fluffs present the alphabet Now found in paperback
3: Okay, okay, welcome back to the show. We've been discussing a letter from a man named John, and I have a brief, real brief response to his almost ridiculous letter. But you know, he did at least take the first step in seeking help. And I would honestly like to know what the therapist said. I, I really would, because as a relationship coach, we get all kinds of questions with respect to relationships and people who don't always know how to maneuver through the difficult situations. And sometimes decisions that we have to make are tough. So this is not to diminish or make light of John's letter. And if you're you're listening, John, or happen to, uh, I I do want you to continue to listen on, or if you are listening and you happen to find yourself in a similar situation, I think some of the things that I'll say to John may also apply to you. If you want to chime in on John's letter, again, our number is 213-943-3618. I wanted to go back. Um, Like I was saying to Brother James after he made some really valid points, you know, the problem with John's letter is it appears, John, that you don't know what you want. And your dilemma has very little to do with Cheyenne but everything to do with you. And so my encouragement to you, in short, is either to pee or get off the pot. Now, that's the short response. And, again, if you want to chime in and add your your dime in it, you can call in at 213-943-3618 or send your question or your comment through to the chat room. Now, you know, folks, I really want to dig a little deeper because, you will be amazed, like I said before, how many letters that we get in the type of letters, you know, with people entering into relationships for the wrong reasons, and then they realize that it doesn't work out or they're not happy. But marriage is a serious commitment, and it's not something that you can go into lightly or for the wrong reasons. And with that being said, John, it's critically important for you to make a decision and stand by the decision that you make. Now, I'm not Telling you to stay in your marriage, and I'm not telling you to leave, that decision is not for, for me to make. That's something that you have to make, and you have to look at your own situation, because at the end of the day, you have to live with the decision that you make. But what I am saying is that you need to decide whether or not you're going to be married to Cheyenne or move on with your life. And in truth, John, it's high time you develop the balls to do what you know you need to do. you got to make a decision. And so for all the Johns and Johnsettas out there, the bottom line is you need to man or woman up. We all are responsible and accountable for the decisions and choices we make. And not making them doesn't necessarily make them go away. It only exacerbates the problem. And in truth, it's not fair to lead your mate on because of your indecisiveness and lack of courage. You know, when you're married or in a serious relationship, everything you do, and I say this all the time, everything you do and say impacts your partner. And, you know, I hear some people say, you can't can't have your cake and eat it too. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard that statement over the past several years, and I hate that statement because I'm a firm believer why have a piece of cake if you're not going to eat it. See, the problem with John is, and those people who think like him is, you have a piece of cake, but you're not sure if you like the flavor. Well, if you don't want it, better bet there's someone else out there who would be well appreciative to have that piece of cake that you just playing with or playing around with. And my thing is, eat the cake and get up. That's really the truth. Pierre, get off the pot. to get Cheyenne might just decide to give John a Dear John letter. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but if you're listening in, feel free to call 213-943-3618 and chime in with your comments or your questions. Again, no question is off limits. If you are just joining us, we are talking about a letter written where the person is struggling with making a decision and taking responsibility for a decision that he's made. If you want to add to it, feel free again to call in. The number is 213-943-3618. You know, some people enter into relationships and receive all the benefits or rewards that the relationship offers, but they're not willing to keep up their end of the bargain. Not only is it not fair, it's really irresponsible. And taking your partner for granted and in John's case, I've said it a couple times in, in this broadcast, he needs to grow up and man up. And that's really the bottom line. You know, it doesn't make sense to go opening doors when you have not closed the ones currently open. You've got to resolve your relationship issues before starting new love connections. Otherwise, you just bring all that old baggage into a new relationship. And then John, John's married. So he ain't got no business looking at nothing else until he resolves his marital situation, you know? And one of the things John said in his letter, and I, I want to quote him, just let me, let me find the quote here. Okay, here we go. John says, and I quote, I'm making absolutely no effort to try and date other women in order to find this ideal partner because I do not feel I will be an attractive package to a beautiful and intelligent woman right now, end quote. You're married, John, and regardless as to why you got married, you're still married, and you have been for 10 years. If you married her only to help her get citizenship, and that happened three years into the marriage, what about the other seven years? You know, I tell people all the time when they're seeking input on their relationship dynamic or their situation with their mate, I tell them to first be sure that they're emotionally available for a long-term relationship and make sure that you don't have unresolved relationship issues and drama that will hinder you from laying the foundation for a successful relationship. You know, it really makes it difficult to relate well with the person when you got a lot of baggage from your past. And, you know, this is, I, I see this quite a bit. And one of the big ones I see a lot of is baby mama drama and baby daddy drama. I mean, this stuff gets really ugly because people have problems letting go of the past. And But, but again, that's another show. <laughs> baby mama drama and daddy baby drama would take up a whole show. So we, we can't get into that right now. But that's something perhaps we would take up on another show. But John mentioned in his letter about wanting a woman who is educated and has a certain level of intelligence. I think he said one that is driven. He mentioned that Cheyenne and I want to quote him, quote him. He said, I had no other career. uh, No, he mentioned about Cheyenne. He said, had no other career aspirations aside from being a nanny and wanting to start her own family, end quote. John Cheyenne seems to know exactly what she wants and is very clear on the direction she chooses to go in. And just to hip you about something, ambition, and I pulled this definition out. It says, ambition is an earnest desire for some type of achievement or distinction as power, honor, fame, or wealth, and the willingness to strive for its attainment. Based on your letter, John, you are the one who lacks ambition, not Cheyenne. Cheyenne seems to be very clear by your own admission in terms of what it is she wants and what she's looking for. And it appears that Cheyenne has chosen her career path. It's just that she's chosen a career path that you particularly do not agree with because it does not measure up with what your idea of what a driven woman looks like. And I want to say this to our listeners. And again I want to give the call out number real quick. Um if you want to call in and chime in, that number is two one three nine four three three six one eight. But what I wanted to say to the listeners, what I wanted to say is I got a note um here from our producers and I guess now would be the best time you know, a lot of people take love and relationships as a game, and love is not a game, and it's, it's really dangerous to play with affairs of the heart. I did do a book on Love is Not a Game that you can purchase on Amazon or on my website, which is net. Of course, you have to put www in front of it, but that is one of the books that would be helpful, um, particularly in this situation as well. But what I want to say to our listeners is choosing as a career path to be a wife and mother is a very noble career. And I don't believe there's enough people out there who really and truly respect and honor a woman who chooses to only be a wife and a mother. And I don't think enough people really understand also how demanding that job really is. And it's sad to say, but even some women don't even really understand that. And so you have independent women who talk down about those who choose to stay home. And that's really sad because being a wife and a mother is very honorable. And I'm really, I I wanna get back to John's letter real quick though. I'm really appalled at one of the statements that John uh, made in his letter about maybe giving her a baby out of guilt. And I think Brother James hit on it um, in a really profound way. And I'm grateful for Brother James hitting on that. But getting a woman pregnant out of a sense of guilt leaves her with a bigger problem than what she already has. And in John's case, it's a little boy in a man's body who can't decide what he wants to be when he grows up. And not to mention a heavier burden on taxpayers, because at the end of the day, and you have a foreign woman who, you know, if she's working and then she's really not able to totally make ends meet now, and then you get it pregnant, then that burden may possibly uh, lay on the taxpayers as well. You know, and that's not fair. But there's one last point I want to make um, on John's letter. And there's no such thing as a perfect woman or a perfect man. And I know a lot of people out there may think, oh, well, he's just perfect or she's just perfect, but there's no such thing. There may be one who's perfect for you, but you're not going to find a perfect man or a perfect woman. And for all of those women out there who's waiting on the return of Christ and looking for Jesus, there's no perfect man for you to mate up with. They may be compatible with you. And you have to really outline what it is you want and then have realistic expectations. And the same for men because there are men out there who think they're going to find this perfect woman and they complain about a lot of different women. And I know some men like that. But the truth is you can't be looking for the perfect person. You have to look for the person who is compatible with you. And sometimes sometimes many people who are looking to get into relationships, they really do have an unrealistic idea of that perfect mate. And your idea of a perfect woman or perfect man is not necessarily a logical one. In relationships, there are no guarantees. And if you're looking for guarantees, there are none. And you have to face it. In relationships, you've got to take some risk. Things aren't always going to go hunky-dory or the way you want them to go there's some risks that you're going to have to take. And so, John, what I would say to you, because I do want to get back on the the coaching aspect of it, because there are some things, John, that you can do. And actually, for that fact, these are not just suggestions for John um, in terms of making his decision, but these are um, things that other people can do as well who may find themselves in a similar situation as John is, and and maybe just someone who really wants to get their life together. But one of the things that I would suggest for John or any John and John Zetta that's out there is to, first of all, make a list of what it is you want for your own life and career. Make a list. And then number two is make a list of what makes you a suitable partner for a woman or a man. And this is not one thing that I have on the list, but I do want to say that, you know, one of the first things is you have to make sure that you're ready for a relationship and that you're emotionally available and really, in truth, financially available and responsible to enter into a long-term relationship. Otherwise, you're just going to struggle and struggle unnecessarily. So the first thing, again, is to make a list of what it is you want for your own life and career. Make a list of what makes you a suitable partner for a woman or a man. And number three, make a list of the characteristics you are looking for in a life mate. And and really, I want to kind of chime in on that a little bit. You can make a list of the characteristics you are looking for in a, a life mate all day long. But you have to make sure that you are the change that you would like to see in the world, so if you're if you are if you're overweight, obese, and fat, and you're looking and I don't mean that disrespectfully because I used to weigh close to two hundred pounds and decided to take my life and my power back but if you're overweight, obese, and you have issues with your weight, but you're looking for someone who's physically fit it would appear to me that first you need to get yourself in shape because then you're going to attract someone who is similar to you. And nine times out of ten, you might meet that person in the gym or somewhere at uh, some kind of walk or something. But make a list of the characteristics you are looking for in a life mate. And the fourth thing is to set about four measurable goals. Set yourself four measurable goals. For yourself, with a time frame attached to it, then go to work to achieve those goals. Because you do have to put a, a time frame to, to your goals. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to keep pushing back the uh, the measuring stick. You'll you'll continue to set the goals, but you'll find yourself next year setting the same goals. It's like when people, when you have the new year come in and people set their new year's resolutions, and what they do is they say this year I'm going to do do this or do that. But then they continue doing the same thing. It sounds like we have a caller on the line. Do do we have a caller on the line? Okay, I'm going to continue on. So, again, it's make a list of what it is you want for your own life and career. Make a list of what makes you a suitable partner for a woman or a man. Make a list of the characteristics you are looking for in a life mate. And set about four measurable goals for yourself with a time frame attached to it. Then go to work to achieve those goals. Now questions to ask yourself and thoughts to ponder as you do some examination or self-examination and this here is specifically for John but if the shoe fits wear it um first of all what is the basis of determining whether or not Cheyenne's level of intelligence is let me start over with that what is the basis of determining Cheyenne's level of intelligence and is your assessment based on sound principles? And this is a question for John if you're listening. You know, there is one thing to have book knowledge and yet another to have common sense. So what is your basis for judgment? And a second question is do you sit and have in-depth life conversations with your wife to see where her head is? And do you listen to her as she expresses the most intimate side of herself? Do you know your wife's passions, John? Do you recognize her gifts and talents? What makes her special? What makes her happy? Do you really know her profoundly given the amount of time invested in the relationship? You said you've been with her ten, in the relationship for 10 years. How much longer do you actually need to make a decision? And the third question is, are you able to sit and have intelligent conversations about life with your wife? You know, you know, people, and this is for everybody, going to college and obtaining a, a degree doesn't make a person intelligent. If that's the case, then sociologists would be able to solve the societal ills. Psychologists would be able to cure the many people out there suffering from depression, post traumatic stress syndrome, and the other host of challenges that people face. Doctors would be able to outlive their patients, and economists would be able to solve the budget crisis. Some of the most intelligent people out there are the ones who perhaps haven't even graduated high school. And I read something somewhere that some of the most wealthiest people didn't even go to college prior to becoming successful. You know, intelligence is not based on one's book sense, but rather on common sense. Because it is the common sense that gives a person the fortitude to be able to solve life's challenges, in this case, their relationship challenges, and turn lemons into lemonade or lemon bread in order to feed their family. So, John, I do recommend my book, From Ordinary to Extraordinary, mainly for the workbook part of the book for you, because it is a very useful coaching tool that will help you move your life from where it is now to where you want it to go. But one thing about this book, John, is that it will take commitment on your part, which sounds based on your letter like an area that you're currently struggling with. You know, we're nearing the end of our show but I, I do want to say this um, to to our listeners. We do have a couple minutes. Feel free to um, call in and make a, a comment. The number is 213-943-3618. But you know, folks, sometimes we're blinded by our own ignorance and don't realize that what we need and want is right in front of us. And we don't realize that what we have until it's gone and I would encourage all of the listeners listening uh, this evening is to don't be one of those people don't be one of those people who have everything you wanted or the ideal person as John says in front of you and then you don't recognize it and when that person's gone you don't realize what you have you know at the end of the day each one of us has to live with the decisions that we make. So it behooves us to make good choices for ourselves and make decisions that we can live with. So I'm not knocking you, John, and I'm not knocking all the people who may think like John or be in a similar situation. Because at the end of the, end, at the, end of the day, you do have to live with the decisions that you make. But, you know, relationship and marriage is a serious matter, and it's a dangerous game to play with people's hearts. You have to be real, and you have to come to the relationship table straight and being honest, and that's the truth. That is really the truth. And, you know, I, I feel for John, but we're we're closing out our show, and I really want to take this time to thank John for his letter. That was very courageous to write that kind of letter, particularly when, you know, you got some other challenges that could actually put you in some other type of situation and not just relationship situation. And I did find it necessary to change the name. Um, of course, John may have already changed the name. That may not even be his real name, and it may not even be the other name that I changed it may not even be the real name. But I do want to thank John for his letter. And, John, if you're listening, I thank you. And you you are making the necessary steps, so I do commend you for that. I don't want you to feel bad. Um, is there a caller on the line?
4: Is there a caller on the line? Hi, Aitia. It's Hafiz again. Um, yes. He asked me if I wanted to comment on John real quick. And, you know, I'd like to send some positive energy John's way. I think between the two approaches, the female energy coming from you and what Brother James has said right at the start of the show, I was thinking about that the whole time. I think that he should really take a second and think about it. If people aren't out to get him and he settles down and plants a few seeds, he might be happier. Yeah. That's about as simple as it gets, you know. What I mean? You gotta really stop moving, come to a dead stop, sit down and then think about
3: it. Absolutely. Because
4: of it. Yeah.
3: That that's really good. I appreciate that Hafiz because, you know, I think we're all on the same page with this, you know, and I don't want John to think we're picking on him. He was courageous enough to write the letter. And right. um yeah. you know, and you know it's a start, it's the first step, so again, I want to thank John for his letter um I want to thank you the listeners and I want to thank Brother James and I would like to thank you, uh Hafiz for calling in. I do appreciate your input. It was very invaluable to the show, and I'm sure it was invaluable to John, particularly hearing it come from the male perspective, because that balance is absolutely necessary. I would like to thank the producers and the engineers for helping things to run smoothly for our first show. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I would like to thank Pat D.V. and Daniel Song for the theme music, and um, which is Dan Zone, and then the uh, In the Deal music. Um, I do want to make mention that the show is archived on www.blogtalkradio.com. The Keys 107, and I want to send out um, love and all the good stuff to the Keys 107 network for having me as a part of their network. I'm really grateful for that, and this is a wonderful opportunity that I do not take lightly, and I'm very appreciative of it. Um, you can download a blog talk radio app for the smart device. I'm not a technical whiz so whatever that means I'm sure someone out there understands that. <laughs> I don't have a clue but I did want to make mention of it. Um I if you have if you want to send inquiries, if you have any ideas for future shows and comments, you can do that to suggestions at the keys 107 networkcom and we will see you next Sunday, same time, same place. Stay at peace and stay in love. This is Atiyah. Have a great evening, and see you next time on Straightforward Talk with the Ke- Tia on the Keys 107 Network.
1: Thank you for listening to Straightforward Talk with a T. If you'd like to talk with a T off the air, visit www.themaristree.net, www.themaristree.net, or connect with her on Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget to join us next Sunday live from 4 to 5 p.m. Straightforward Talk with a T on the Key 107.0. I believe.
2: I believe, I believe, yeah, in oh, oh, oh.
1: I believe there is hope for us all to find the love that we love I believe there's a dream we can share to have peace in our time. But it starts in our hearts. Love is what we all need. Love is what we're praying for. And God is watching over us to release salvation when we say these words. That the wars we now fight Will one day be over We'll live in peace Yeah I believe that we'll all sing one song Love will be our lead And we'll march to freedom Love is what we all need Love is what we're praying for Yeah, yeah Over us to release salvation when we say, sin West, I never believe I we will win. Though we fall, I love, love will give us strength.